0: This is the Growthkins Podcast. I am your host, Tushar Tyagi, and I interview the entrepreneurs and marketers who are leading growth at the top companies that we see today. What are we waiting for? Let's grow. Hello, growth fam. We are here today with Madhulika Mukherjee, CTO of a SaaS company called Servida. So Madhulika, are you ready to be our growth master today?
1: Yeah, sure, definitely.
0: All right, let's go. Tell us a bit about Servader and what does it do. do,
1: um, Servader, firstly, hi, Tashar. So, Servader is a customer experience management solution for businesses. Uh, We enable businesses to understand and act on the opinions of their customers. So, it's a holistic uh, customer experience management solution.
0: Okay, okay, great. Uh, And currently, how many customers do you have?
1: Um, As of date, we have about between 70 to 80 brands total working with us.
0: And uh, what are like? Can you also name some of your marquee customers?
1: Sure. So we're working with uh, we're working with Manever. We're working with uh, soon to be starting to work with Brand Factory, Ginger Hotels, uh, Fresh Menu, and some of those are some of the popular names.
0: Oh, great! That's great. So, and how do you like identify your growth stages, the major milestones of Surveyor in the entire journey? You are you're three years old, right?
1: Yes. So we are uh, about to be three years in June. So um, some of the growth stages would be, um, well, the first obvious one would be the day we got our first paid customer, which was very, very exciting. It was uh, November 2016 when we got our first paid customer. I think that is a very important milestone to hit for any uh, growing or uh, seed stage company. Um, after that, the second one would have been most probably when uh, when we raised our seed round of funding, which was um, somewhere, it was also in 2016. Um, that was one. Uh, that was the first time we got our seed down. We got institutional funding, and that was one of the stages that we had. And the third one would be when. Um, so since we are, we position ourselves as a global SaaS company, uh, but we obviously originated out of India, out of Bangalore. So the third stage would be when you finally experiment enough in India and you want to move out and you want to look at other geographies. So we started doing that about somewhere last year, when we moved on to uh, looking at markets in the middle east in africa and southeast asia so yeah i think those would be the three stages which would be, which would be very important for a growing global saas company
0: oh that's great that's a great answer uh, i would also like to know that uh, in the beginning when you said that uh, you like one of the growth stages was being in a accelerator also right so i understand that you are part of Acceler ventures uh, so how did you get to that stage like did you applied to a lot of accelerators. Did you think about it when you were doing it as expansion strategy? Uh, What were your thoughts then and how did it happen?
1: Sure, so uh, this was a long time ago. This was in 2016 summer and uh, back then we were a very early stage company. Uh, uh, Accelerator right now does not accept companies at that stage so I wouldn't be speaking for what they're doing currently but if I just speak for myself, back then it was not an expansion strategy it was more like we needed a lot of Coaching, right? We were fresh out of college. We'd never worked anywhere. In fact, I think we were in our eighth semester or something at some point uh, when we were applying. So um, yeah, so we needed that kind of uh, that kind of um, bringing order to chaos, basically. How to be business people and not just two coders, right? So that was the reason why we had applied. We hadn't applied to a lot of accelerators because we want. We were uh, from Delhi, and we wanted to be in the bangalore startup ecosystem and Axlor was one thing that came up and that is why we applied back then
0: oh awesome okay and uh, you said the second stage was uh, where you actually went on and raised a seed fund right so what what happened uh, like uh, after getting coaching like was of course XLR would be great influence in that but uh, in in terms of uh, when you were applying what were your application strategies did you think about bootstrapping
1: Uh, There's no right or wrong here about with, you know, bootstrapping or raising a fund. Um, We were not in a position at that time to bootstrap, quite honestly. We didn't have any savings. We'd never worked anywhere before. So bootstrapping was not really one of the things that we thought that was possible for us, to be quite honest. Uh, Like I said, the growth stage there, one of the milestones there was when we raised our seed round of funding, which was also funded by Axlor and Axlor alone. Um, And that was somewhere in middle 2016 when we graduated out of the Accelerator program. Um, Now, again, there was no strategy as such over there. Uh, They essentially funded in the founders. We still did not have a team at that point. It was just me and Tushar. Um, Tushar is also my co-founder. Yeah, so it was the two of us at that time. So yes, so with respect to the advice, um, I think bootstrapping is a great way to go provided that you do have some experience of how to spend your money okay and uh, for people who are first time entrepreneurs or even those who are uh, like straight out of studying right have never worked anywhere before uh, for them i think one good one good way of ensuring that you have some cushion to make mistakes you have some uh, mentors to help you out along the way uh, one strategy could definitely be looking for institutional funding yeah
0: so you also raised your pre- pre-series A. Uh, I would like to ask that: what were your thoughts uh, that you had in mind when you were raising this round?
1: Uh, we raised our pre-series A sometime uh, this time last year, or should I say, January 2018, to be fair. Uh, we raised that from uh, jointly from Axlore Ventures, the Chennai Angels, and a uh, few other notable angel investors who were involved. Um, when we were uh, when we raised this round, what we were basically looking for is Um, We wanted to be able to experiment in the US, that is where, that is the mecca for SaaS. Uh, 80% SaaS is still bought in the US and uh, that is where we want to be. And in order to get there, we knew that obviously money is required, obviously. uh, But we did not want a lot of dumb money because honestly, we are first-time entrepreneurs and we wanted to make sure we have people on board who are, um, who have done this before, who have had portfolio companies that have done this before. Uh, the Chennai Angels and the and Axelor Ventures have actually got great mentors, and our board members are extremely uh, helpful that way. Um, so that was essentially what we were looking for: people who can come on board and help us in um, getting out of the very um, Indianized SaaS. Um, see, what happens in India is that companies become extremely, sometimes become extremely service-sized. They start out as product. The moment they get some very big customers, they start catering to them so much to the point that the solution becomes only usable by those customers. This ends up happening in India a lot. We don't want to be in that rut, right? So we wanted people who had gotten companies out of that and made them global. So in order to do that is why we were seeking funding at that time.
0: Yeah, That makes makes a lot of sense. So you also mentioned that you reached... uh, the range of 70 to 80 customers from your first paid customers. So what is one growth strategy that has worked best for you in acquiring those customers? And what is your CAC currently?
1: So um, in the beginning, one of the growth strategies that worked a lot, which works for every SaaS company in the beginning, right at the beginning is referenceability. So we wanted to make sure that we don't just uh, partner or we don't just get anyone and everyone as customers. We wanted some very marquee customers who are very well known. So we decided that these are the few brands that we have to work with to begin with. And when we started with that, they started referencing us a lot, plus using their name at places to say that, you know, when we're working with them. So basically that brings about a lot of credibility. So I think in the beginning, that is one thing that works a lot. Um, As of now, I would say that uh, one thing that's, so a growth, I won't call it a growth strategy. What we do is uh, we don't, we don't use outbound marketing as a lead gen, right? Uh, we don't do, so everything is done via inside sales completely, right? So, uh, that is just something we saw because for the target customers we're going for, uh, this, the getting leads from outward marketing was not working out for us at all. Instead, what we're doing is, with respect to growth, we're using content and uh, marketing to essentially nurture the current leads that we have already, right, to keep them engaged. We're not looking at adding new leads through that. So what that did is bringing our focus completely to inside sales, nurturing only through content. So that basically got us to focus on only one channel. And that is one advice I want to give. Early on, you need to just figure out, to because there's a lot of material on the internet, and most of that material regarding growth strategies is catered to Valley companies, may not entirely apply to Indian companies. So you need to make sure that you experiment enough with two or three strategies and pick only one which is working for you. You don't have to make everything work for you. Yeah.
0: So, how, so you said that inside sales team is the major growth driver for you right now. So how big is your inside sales team right now?
1: We are uh, four. Four, yeah.
0: Great, great, great. Uh, you also mentioned like a lot about now how you want to become a global company and uh, your expansion strategy. I think you're also flying to US to set up the business there. So, like, what are your next milestones for growth uh, in future? Like, where do you see yourself uh, in terms of ARR, in terms of the number of customers that you want to acquire? Uh, can you please throw some light on that?
1: Um, so, with respect to going to US and our expansion there. Uh, We are looking at, uh, currently though we are going to do exactly what we did in India, which is figuring out the product market fit, figuring out uh, what we have, the solution that we have, is it working out for our target customers or not. We have some target in mind uh, with respect to our customer persona and all of that. We are now going to experiment on all of those things, right? So we are trying to find answers to essentially three or four very major questions that will shape all product development and everything that will be led from India. So uh, with respect to the milestones that we're looking at, we're looking at signing up five to 10 brands in the next 30 days, in the next one month, hopefully five brands in the next one month. Um, It is an ambitious goal, to be quite honest, but let's see. Um, And with respect to ARR, uh, we're looking at having a million dollars in ARR about one year from now. Yeah, This time next year, we should be at a million ARR.
0: How much would you have to grow year on year for that?
1: are trying to back calculate? Um, yeah, like see, we're growing about 18 to 20% month on month is what I can tell you. Okay. Now, uh, if we keep the same growth rate, we will get to that ARR a lot faster than what I told you. Take care. But I'm keeping some buffer because uh, this is not the same market. We have to, I'm looking at least three to four months of no revenue from US because we'll be experimenting a lot. Yeah.
0: And when you're targeting market in U.S. and you're looking for customers, is there like would you be targeting any particular segment uh, in the beginning so that you can, you know, some, some low-hanging fruits that you can uh, acquire?
1: So, uh, the target that we have... So, we did a lot of experiments from India itself and we figured out uh, certain segments and certain targets. So, we're looking at targeting the mid-market businesses uh, which are in the industries known as retail. Um, restaurants, restaurant chains, and uh, hotel chains. So also we work with only uh, chained businesses or franchises, right? Uh, Right now, we are targeting exclusively uh, restaurant sector to begin with. But these are the three that we want to target in the US, in the mid-market range.
0: What I want to understand is that... uh, when you are targeting customers in US, because a lot of SaaS companies want to set up in US and expand in US, right? Uh, what do you think is the best strategy? Like, go for the big ones, big players, big marquee customers, or target the small, smaller ones first and see if you can run some experiments with them.
1: So what you have to know for sure before you move into the US is uh, knowing the size of the customer you want to go for. See, big or small, I think what do you mean is popular, like how, how popular the name is, right? Uh, Speaking in terms of size, we're looking at um, chain businesses which have uh, more than 5 to 30 or 50 properties. More than that becomes a sort of like an enterprise or or greater size customer. Um, Or or should I say less than 10 properties becomes a small customer. We're looking at a mid market. So you could say up till 50 to 70 or something like that. So we have those numbers very uh, pitch perfect for India. For US, I'm just telling you some ranges here. Right, so we're looking at targeting that kind of a size. And for other companies also, I would say that it's important for you to know that, do you see, the moment you handle enterprise, then your product positioning and what what you have to offer changes. So it's not that easy, uh, this thing that, you know, I'll start with that I'll move on to that. It's not that easy. Usually the growth or the uh, progression of SaaS companies, especially when they start with very small customers, with very small ticket sizes, uh, being, you know, less than $100, the usual progression is that they start with that and over the years they move up the scale, they move up to mid-market and then further enterprise. So we don't want to, ch- uh, for our, us for example, we don't want to be positioned as a tool. as is a solution which is not obviously not uh, something which is under $100 ticket size and we're just not targeting uh, very small companies at this point. So enterprise is also something we are not looking at uh, in the near conceivable future because that changes our positioning and everything a lot. It changes our team structure. It changes the kind of support we'll have to give. It changes the kind of features that we'll have. Everything changes. So we're not looking at uh, looking at enterprise right now.
0: And I think the sales cycle in enterprises is also one big challenge, and right? What means, right? Yeah, so yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right, Madhulika. So now I'll just wrap it up with the fantastic four questions. Uh, yes. So, which is your favorite tool for growth?
1: Um, so I'm the CTO here, I could tell you many tech tools, uh, but if you want to know a company-wide tool, uh, we use Basecamp, We I can't live without it. The whole company works on Basecamp. I'm also uh, starting to be a Jira fan. Yeah, I know many people don't want to hear that, but uh, I'm, I'm starting to like what they do. But essentially Basecamp would be one tool that I really like.
0: Got it, got it. And uh, what is your one favorite inbound marketing channel? that has worked really well for you.
1: Um, So one uh, inbound marketing channel which is working for us really well is our blogs. So our blogs are usually, um, I feel that your content should be the personality of your company. And for blogging, our uh, our team members who we have here, they maintain, or should I say we want to maintain um, a very humorous note or tone to our content. So that is something that's been working out really well.
0: That's great, I think everyone loves humor. Uh, So who is your favorite CEO leader that you follow?
1: favorite CEO would have to be Jason Fried from Basecamp. Uh, this is turning out into very a uh, very Basecamp uh, commercial. But yeah, so uh, that would be the one I follow a lot. All right.
0: The last one is, which is your favorite business book that you read recently?
1: Okay. You're not going to like this, but this is called Rework, also written by Jason Fried from Basecamp. Uh, okay. There's another one which is unfortunately also written by him. It's called It's Not Too Crazy at Work or something. like It's a long sentence, the book title. Yeah, That's the one I've read most recently.
0: Thank you. Thanks a lot, Madalika, for being with us today. Uh, it was a wonderful experience uh, having you. The last question would be that what is that one thing that you would like our growth community to do for you, Madalika?
1: I think the one thing that's really required uh, in India, or at least in Bangalore, is that uh, for growth, a lot of us often meet up and we have a lot of ideas. I think one thing that would definitely help is having more community-driven uh, meetups for CXOs to get together and talk about their growth strategies, just like we're doing right now. Um, it, that would help a lot because none of us are, most of us are not marketers by profession or by education. Uh, We're usually uh, founders trying to figure it out. What we usually do is we have to read valley-written valley blogs and translate them into the Indian context and then figure out along the way what we need to do. So I think CXO is getting together uh, as a community. We could help each other out with respect to growth. That would be extremely good.
0: Yeah, I think CXOs getting together and sharing marketing strategies, specifically in India, is a great thing. And I think growth fam will also relate with me. So... All right, so this was Madhulika from Servader. We'll be coming back next week with one more episode, one more founder, and one more startup. Till then, bye-bye.